Hello, friends, and welcome to the April 2022 um, offering from me. It's good to have you here. I am wishing you a happy new moon in Aries, although I am recording this a few days before the new moon so that I can um, go dark as the moon does. I have been savoring the signs of early spring amidst this week's below freezing temperatures and flurries. At a canvas in Red Hook last weekend, I heard my first spring peepers and watched two red-tailed hawks in a beautiful spiraling dance. I wonder what you are noticing as this new season emerges. In the realm of learning tarot, I want to invite you to join the study tarot series this month for the Empress and Minor Threes, Experiencing Pleasure and Abundance. We will meet on April 10th and 17th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and beginners are most welcome. It's a lot of fun. Uh, my books are open for readings this month, and as always, thank you to all of you who continue to support my work in so many amazing and generous ways. I was listening to a podcast episode with Sophie Strand recently, and all of my links to everything that I am about to tell you about are in the episode notes. And she said something that really just resonated in me and is still resonating in me. She said, story is movement. It's something moving through a membrane. It's process. Story is movement. It's something moving through a membrane. It's process. I really love that, and I'm still thinking about it. Under You Might Be Interested, uh, Robin Love's Let's Talk About It Food and Eating Appetite session was actually rescheduled and is happening Saturday, April 30th at 11 a.m. Eastern. And I really hope to see you there. I have no doubt that it is going to be um, amazing. And also my friend Perdita Finn has two incredible workshops coming up. The first one is called Saints Alive, and it's an eight-week exploration of what it means to become devoted to the dead and how that devotion can change lives and the world we live in, and it begins April 6th. And then May 6th to 8th, Perdita is teaching Mothers of Mystery and Magic. This is a workshop that truly changed my life. Links to full write-ups and registration information is in the episode notes. Um, and really, Mothers of Mystery and Magic, I cannot recommend enough. It was a total um, shift gift, a life-changing workshop, and highly recommend. Next is a quote from um, Dean Spade, who is uh, an activist and organizer uh, who was on Kelly Hayes' Movement Memos podcast recently. The ep whole episode was incredible. The episode was called Dean Spade is acting, asking activists, how much bolder could you be? And the whole episode was so rich and inspiring. And I think that Dean is just really a treasure um, and a gift to all of us. Um, but this quote really stood out to me. He said, what we don't want is the kind of classic culturally US progress narrative. Quote, things are much better than they used to be, end quote. That's always a narrative to hide the realities of climate change, 
white supremacy and colonialism. We want to get out of that very thin, shallow emotional space and towards a very deep, what's it like when I live in sober reality about how things are actually quite bleak and I choose to connect with others about what we care about and move together towards that. That satisfaction, that's pleasure. How do I restore a full emotional range? So much inspiration in that episode, really recommend. Next, what's inspiring me now? Um, first is a link to a recent blog post by Adrian Marie Brown called Deep Practice. Quote, what I wanna point to is within me, deep in the folds of my mind and the muscles of my body, deep in the love discipline of my spirit, end quote. Found a lot of nourishment and inspiration there. Um, for some fun eye candy, I am recommending Eco Erotica's Instagram feed. Next, uh, organizers with the Shutdown Red Hill Coalition saw a huge victory on March 7th when the U.S. military announced it would drain and decommission the Red Hill bulk fuel storage facility on the island of Oahu in Hawaii. There's a link to learn more about this extraordinary story of what uh, collective mobilization and collective action can accomplish in the face of U.S. militarism. Really recommend. Next is LA Opera Digital Shorts, We Hold These Truths. Composer Tamar Kali and filmmaker Dream Hampton unite to bring three famous poems from Paul Lawrence Dunbar, Langston Hughes, and Claude McKay to life. A truly beautiful piece of art. And finally, what's inspiring now, me now is the future must be beautiful. That is the tagline for New York State Assembly candidate Sarah Hanna. And I am so inspired by a vision like that. The future must be beautiful. You can read more at the link. So next is the tarot offering for this month, which is the Six of Wands. Um, astrological correspondence, Jupiter in Leo. And a few key words that I drew from that are abundant attention, auspicious creativity, and beneficial energy. In Pamela Coleman-Smith's image, we see a figure riding a horse, wearing a crown of laurel leaves and holding an upright wand. As in all the minor sixes, the figure in this card is not alone. Their elevation makes me think of how we elevate public figures and then tear them down. The way we are socialized to look outside at the superhuman accomplishments of others, athletes, adventurers, leaders, entertainers. What is the effect of always looking outward and up at others? In my years of formal spiritual training, we all face the front of the room to look at the teacher and listen to him. He literally sits on an elevated platform. And while his dedication and years of study surely give him an important and undeniable authority, what do we miss by not looking at each other, by not hearing each other's questions and insights and wisdom and experience? I was listening to a podcast recently in which acupuncturist and facilitator Mia Herndon said, quote, how do we love each other well? 
How do we ensure that we are all able to be in this human experience, receiving the kind of care and support that we all are worthy of and deserve? What happens when we turn our curious, loving attention on each other? When we draw each other out with questions? When we resonate and affirm each other's experiences, what conditions are conducive to doing this? Chapter two of Mona El-Tahawi's The Seven Necessary Sins for Women and Girls is titled Attention. She says, quote, attention is power. When you command attention, you command power. And so patriarchy has muddied the waters around attention with the word whore. A word intended to shame is used to convince women that to want attention is to want something shameful, much like sex, end quote. You just want attention. Yes, I do. And instead of feeling ashamed about that, I've become very curious about the kind of attention I want. From whom, when, and how. And I am becoming deeply curious about how those in my communities and relationships like to be attended to. Do we even know who or what on earth ever encourages us to even find out? Maybe I'm thinking about this because I've mostly been in my room for the last two years. During that time, I've made a pretty thorough and multifaceted practice of giving myself positive regard and attention. In the study of attention, what works for me and what really does not feels very worthwhile and is informing the work I do. My desire to love people through my work, to reflect their own light back to them, to listen closely and hold up their insights and beautiful questions. I'm not just inspired by attending to others this way, I'm edified. I learn so much from others' stories and experiences and questions. Criticism is so endemic to our culture and ways of being together and is a hallmark of white supremacy culture. Often the only time we address relational issues is when there is harm or conflict. What would it look and feel like instead to center positive regard and attention in our relationships? To lift each other up on purpose? To admire and support and encourage each other? Not in a fake fawning white lady way, but in a true way. When we have an experience with each other that feels good, can we say so? Can we name it? Bring it to each other's attention? Can we highlight and articulate what felt good to us specifically? Specificity is medicinal. Can we essentially teach ourselves and each other what kind of attention feels nourishing and supportive? So I'm looking at the Six of Wands today as the victory that happens when we hold and connect with each other through our attention, what we're able to create and accomplish when we're really seeing and appreciating each other and open and curious to learning how to do that ever more deeply together. Thank you so much for um, taking that in. Um, I have one more quote for you in this offering, and this is from Asha Saniker. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing Asha's name correctly. Um, I actually saw this quote in Rob Bresney's uh, newsletter that comes out every Tuesday, which I also highly recommend. But here was the quote from Asha. 
The emotionally intelligent person understands that institutions and systems encourage certain emotions and discourage others. These same institutions and systems often are based on power hierarchies. So they dictate who is, quote, allowed, end quote, to feel what and when. I love that. Um, thank you so much. Speaking of attention, thank you so much for yours. Um, it's wonderful, as always, to have you in this space. And you can find out more about my tarot work and all of the other kinds of work that I do at my website, shayandthecatskills.com. And I am wishing you a um, beautiful April. I'll see you next month. Bye for now.